Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. This series that I'm teaching right now is called Our Redemption. We need to know what we've been redeemed from. And we also need to know what we've been redeemed into. That the Bible tells us that we have become people in Christ, in Jesus, what God has done for us, we have become partakers of something. You see that scripture? What does it say? It says, giving thanks unto the Father. That's where you need to begin. I said, that's where you need to begin. Giving thanks to the Father. Are you hearing me? Give thanks to God. Every day. What? For? That he has made us to be meat. You know what that means? To be meat, it means that you have now qualified. You are now being put, connected to. You are now in this place to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Who has delivered us from what? The power of what? Darkness. And has done what? Translated us. Thank you. And has translated us. We're into the kingdom of what? His dear son. So what does it say? You have been delivered from, you have been redeemed from, you've been delivered or redeemed. That's what those words mean. They're interchangeable. Redeemed and delivered. You have been delivered. Did you hear that? I said you have been delivered. But you need to begin to give God thanks that you you have been made to be a partaker of this wonderful blessing of deliverance that he has given to you in Christ because he has made you meet to be a partaker of it. You have already been qualified through Jesus because you can't qualify yourself for it. Jesus has done that work, and you have to receive that by faith, and he has qualified you for your deliverance right now today. And you have to see yourself free, delivered. Isn't that good news? But you have to give thanks to, the, to God for that. See, oftentimes we're talking, God, about our problem, our sin, instead of giving him thanks. Keep that up there, please. Instead of giving him thanks for what he has done, because that's where you are. Are you hearing me? Well, I need to get delivered. Have you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord and Savior? It's a good question, right? Is he Lord? I said, is he Lord? Are you submitted to his lordship? You know, the Bible says in James, keep that up there, don't write where you got it. The Bible says in James, to submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. Are you hearing me? What are you submitting to? To his lordship? To your freedom in Christ? To your salvation? to his work that he's done for you, to deliver you to the uttermost from the power of darkness, from everything that Satan did, from the very power and the authority that darkness says, I have over you because you live in this world. No, just because you live in this world does not mean that the power of darkness has any authority over you or in this life because you've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his son which is the kingdom of light. So you already have been made meet, or you've qualified, you're worthy of, because of what he has done. 
His righteousness now has become your righteousness. See, as Christians, we're just always trying to come up to this place of righteousness. It feels like to me, or seems like. We're always seeming like, well, I'm falling short of righteousness. You need to understand that when you were born again, Ephesians chapter 4 says that you were created. Put it up there, if you will, and we'll get back to this one too. Ephesians chapter 4, 23. Actually, 21, start there. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Very important for us to understand. We're talking our redemption in the light of the word of God. Not in the light of how we feel. Not in the light of what other people's opinions are. But in the light of the word of God. Because your redemption in the light of the word of God tells us that you have become righteous before God. Why is this? Because you, are you please Ephesians 4.21. Because the Bible tells us, according to the word of God, that if you've heard of him and you have been taught in the truth, okay, as it is in Christ, in Jesus, look at verse 22, put off concerning the former conversation, the old man. So you're going to have to talk differently. You hear me? You're going to have to talk differently because you're going to have to put off the former conversation. If your conversation still sounds a lot lesser than what he has done for you and what he says about you. This is where we're elevating our understanding, renewing our mind according to the word of God so we can elevate our conversation. Because let me just say this, the Bible tells us that what you believe, what you say out of your mouth, you're going to begin to reap those things in your own personal life. Did you know that your unbelief, you could get your speaker connected to your flesh and your speaker, I'm talking about your mouth, connected to your unrenewed mind and you can begin to just talk all kinds of flesh, man. Just talk all kinds of stuff. You know what I'm saying? But you're not walking in the spirit, are you? You're walking after the flesh. And you're not going to reap any good thing after the flesh. The Bible says when you walk according to the flesh, you're going to reap the opposite things in which God intended for you, but you made a choice to do so personally. Are you hearing me? So what do we do? We get our mouth, our speaker connected to our believer and what God has done and your mind begins to get renewed because remember Jesus, God said that, that the mind is an, at enmity against him because it's not subject to the law of God. And that's in the New Testament. What's the law of God? The law of the spirit of life, Romans 8, 2, that is in Christ Jesus, which has made you free from the law of sin and death. Are you hearing me right now? Let the Holy Spirit minister this to your heart today. So the Bible says we have to put off our conversation, which is corrupt, according to what? To do the deceitful desires and lusts in the flesh. Lust in the flesh is not just a sexual kind of thing. He's talking about, but it doesn't eliminate that, but he's talking about all manner of carnal, fleshly lust. Huh? You know? And it's actually written in Galatians chapter 5. Read it for yourself. He's talking about like a partying lifestyle, all those kind of things, you know? That's just the flesh. And we wonder why when we operate in the flesh, why we're not reaping the things of God. Think about that for a moment. I know that sounds, you know, I don't, anyhow, I don't know what that sounds like maybe to you, but my point is, is that 
it just sounds like we're ignorant in certain things. Maybe it's for lack of knowledge or maybe it's a choice that we have made. And we are saying to ourselves a false understanding of God's love and grace in our life. God's love and grace isn't meant so that you could live a life without walking in faith. No, it's meant so you could have the liberty to walk according to faith so you can access and receive all the promises and blessings and the things that God has for you in life. That's what it's there for. But we have to walk according to the law, but your mind is not subject to that law. No, it wants to fulfill the laws of sin and death because it's Geared that way till you take authority and renew your own mind. Nobody can renew your mind for you. You have to renew your mind. So I think it's interesting that oftentimes in our Christian walk, our conversation is not changing. Even though we sit under the word of God, we hear the word of God, our conversation still sounds like we're trying to get to that place of righteousness before God. We're still trying to achieve that righteousness before God so we can obtain these promises. When God says, if you keep reading here, look in the next verse, verse 23, it says, and be renewed in what? The spirit of your mind. Because God has provided that for us in Christ, and we have to learn to receive it. But we have to put it on. We're going to have to put on this new man. We need to change our conversation. You might today go home, and if your mouth starts to just kind of disannul, kind of lay it flat, like, you know what? I, you know, I don't know if I believe all that. I think God's in control without anything that I do. Well, you've been deceived. Because that's not what the Bible teaches us. Is God in all control of everything? Then that means everything that Satan does, God gets the credit for. Think about it. That means every war, every disease and sickness and sin that's happening, well, it must be God's will. Ultimately, somehow. No. I said, no. We can't put those kind of things on God. But what we can do is we can begin to understand That we all have a responsibility and a part to play in walking by faith and not by sight. Are you hearing me? That we're walking on the level and according to the word of God, according to the law of the spirit of life that's in Christ Jesus, which has made us free from the law of sin and death. Now, if we walk according to the flesh, or we walk according to the spirit, when we walk according to the spirit, then the law of the spirit of life is working in us and through us. But you're going to have to, like I said a while ago, flip that switch. You're going to have to flip the switch. God's not going to flip that switch of the Spirit for you. You have to make a choice. I'm going to walk in the Spirit. I'm going to flip the switch of faith, and I'm going to walk in the Spirit no matter what's going on. And that begins in changing your conversation by putting on the new man, which is created in righteousness and true holiness. When God made you born again, when you were saved by His, through faith, by faith, all right, by grace through faith, when you accessed God's grace in Christ, And and let me just say this, that grace is so wonderful, but 
It's through faith we receive that grace. By faith, through faith. So we receive that grace through faith into our lives. And by doing so, we begin to now change the manner of our conversation and by the renewing of our mind that we can present our bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service, that we're putting on the new man, which is in that part of that creation, that we might walk in the spirit, not after the flesh, by training our tongue how to speak, by teaching our mind how to think about certain things, learning how to submit to God and resist the devil. Because sometimes what we do is, is we actually resist God. How? When we begin to formulate another gospel or doctrine according to our own ideology instead of according to the word of God, when God's trying to get something to you, we resist it because we have a different form of understanding instead of saying, wait a minute. What God did in Christ is greater than anything that Satan has done in this world. And, and the things that belong to me, I'm going to access. Because God, how many of you know that, that you have been given the keys of the kingdom? Huh? If you don't know that series, you need to get that series or listen to that series uh, on, on earth as it is in heaven. Because God has given us keys to the kingdom of God. And we access. What does the key do? It gives you access, doesn't it? Is that right? So we can access the things of God. We can access what God has done for us by these keys. A key is, is let's just say, knowledge and wisdom. It is access. It's a way that we receive and have access into, and we can have what God says that we can have. So it is so important. Where we, I believe, fall short, and I'm going to make this real quick here, is I think we approach the Word of God oftentimes wrongly. I think we approach the Word of God as just another book oftentimes. Instead of as it is, it's God speaking to us. The understanding of God's Word and its place in our life determines where you are, what you receive, and where you will go with God. Did you hear me? The understanding of God's word, how you see the word of God and its place in your life determines where you are right now. You want to know where you are? It's how you're hearing and receiving and believing on the word of God. What you will receive, what's coming to you, what, what, what's going on. Now, it doesn't mean, listen, when you come under attack, it does not mean necessarily that you're outside of the will of God or God's grace or, or faith. Sometimes those things come because you're walking it out in faith. Listen, just because you do what God says doesn't mean that Satan's going to walk away and that the, that the cares of this life and the lusts of other things and, and, and areas in our own life where we still need to plow up the stony, stony areas of our life. It, listen, there is work that we have to do inside of us. You know, Matthew chapter 13 talks about the sower sowing the word of God. 
And it talks about how the seed is sown and some of it falls on the wayside, some on stony ground and some it falls. And then when the cares of this life and the lust of other things begin to come in, it chokes out the word to keep it and keeps it from being fruitful. But you know, Jesus said something else after that. He said that there are those who hear the word and it cannot penetrate their heart at all. They are dull in their hearing because their heart is waxed gross. You know what that means to be waxed gross? It means that it's, there's, it, it's talking about fat around the heart. Fat around your spirit. It means that it's so engulfed and enclosed with this fatness that it's gross. Jesus said that. Your, their hearts wax gross. It's, it's so overly obese. And he said that they have eyes to see, but they see not. They have ears to hear, but they hear not because of their heart. Why? Because we know this thing, we got this thing, we, you know, hey, in the Bible, he, he follows that up by saying, he said, and they speak all these proud things out of their mouth. They open their mouth and they're boasting proud things, you know. Oh, I've been doing this, I'm a Christian, I'm all that and all these. And all they're doing is boasting all these proud things. And their heart is so fat that the seed of the word of God, that they can't even plow that, that stony area up. That it, it, it's, it, and the Bible says, to Jesus said, it's gross. Him. We do not ever need to get in a place that we think we know it all. We don't need to get in a place like, you know, hey, look what I've done, look who I am, look who I've. Are you come? Are you with me? Don't get fat in the spirit. Come on. Come on. You might be get intake, but you're gonna have to do some output. Are you hearing me? Huh? And not just the output you like. Because the output you like will put you on the couch. Are you, are you with me? Because it's more convenient. I'm going to do, do my thing the way I see it. Are you hearing me? No, we're going to have to do things according to the light of God's word. We're going to have to walk according to the redemption that he's purchased for us and has given to us according to the light of the word of God. But this is a place in which we, as, as much as the Pharisee in their day, who, man, they, they, even Jesus said, your righteousness has to exceed the, the righteousness of the Pharisee. What does that mean? He's talking about our, our relationship with God. We need to be people who are not just being hearers of the word only, but doers of the word by changing our conversation, the manner of life that we live, learning to walk in the spirit, not after the flesh. We're going to flip the switch on and walk according to the spirit so that we're receiving the promised of the things that God has for us in our life according to the law of the spirit of life. You know, what a lot of times I think we don't understand is that the kingdom of God is still operating on laws. In this natural world, it's okay. We can have the law of gravity. You know, I remember years ago, you know, and I've done study in flight because I've, I've um, uh, I have done studies in air traffic control. I was an air traffic controller, went through school uh, in, in the United States for the U.S. military. And one of the things that I learned in that is that, you know, learning flight and understanding flight and gravity and the law of lift is that back in the day, the imagination that a 
Boeing 747 or 777 Dreamliner or A380 Airbus, you know. That was like, are you crazy? Even a feather falls to the ground because of the law of gravity. How can we break that law? How can we overcome that law of gravity that's holding us down? Through the law of lift. Well, what does the law of lift do? The law of lift... If I can say it like this, we need to understand this about the kingdom of God. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free. Has made you free. It has set you free from that other law. The law of sin and death. Which grounds you in the spirit to the things that is in this world. You're in the world, but you're not of it. Are you hearing me today? Our redemption in the light of God's word begins and an understanding that we're putting on Christ, we're going to change our conversation. We're going to know that, listen, everything that happens in our life, we have a responsibility to connect to the Word of God and to faith. And we need to understand that the Word of God to us, listen to me, we're going to know God by the Word that we know. See, oftentimes we, we see this in a, different, in a different light. We need to understand that the Bible is God's word for our redemption, our salvation, our covenant, our promises and blessings in his kingdom. The word of God is so important in our life. The word of God is called the logos of God. Remember this in John chapter 1. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And all things were made by him. There was nothing made that was not made by him. Now, I want you to think about this. When he said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, he said the, the Logos was in the beginning. The Bible also tells us, in I think it's verse 12 or 13, it tells us this. It says, but the Word became flesh. This Logos became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld the glory of it. Isn't that something? And it tells us that this Word became flesh. Well, what does it mean? The Logos became flesh. It took upon human form, so that thing of the word of God can become a natural manifestation. Are you hearing me today in your life? The word of God that you believe and you receive will become a natural manifestation in your life. You know, 1 John chapter 2 verses 4 through 5 says this in closing. I'm going to read this out of the New Living Translation. It's a different translation you'll have on your screen. But it says in 1 John chapter 2, verses 4, it says, If someone claims, I know God, but it doesn't obey God's commands, that person is a liar and is not living in the truth. Verse 5, But those who obey God's word truly show how completely they love him. That is how we know we are living in him. You know, the word of God is so important to us. What does this mean? God's not trying to, listen, that shouldn't be condemnation on anybody. Man, I love that personally. Why? Because I believe as we seek to know him, to know his word, to know his heart, when we're, when we're following, because listen, that's what we do. That's what Christianity is. That's what church is. Are you hearing me? So that we can walk in the light of his word in our redemption that he purchased for us. I read a letter recently by an atheist written to a minister and he shared this letter with me. And man, it was, it was strong. He said, you know, 
and, and there were some explicit words in there, so I'm not going to say those words. But I'm going to kind of give it all to you, just kind of sum it up. He said, if, you, if, if Christians really believe what they believe, why aren't they running through the streets screaming and hollering it to every person? If you say you really love and you really care, why aren't we telling everybody about Christ? This was a letter from an atheist to a minister by the name of Ray Comfort. And he said that to him. And he said, he wrote it, he said, if this is true, if you people believe this stuff, if you believe there is a God, a loving God, if you believe you've been saved and there's a different life for us to have than this life right now, why isn't that love compelling you to tell us why aren't you screaming it from the rooftops? Why aren't you telling the neighbors? Why aren't you? He says, I have a hard time believing you believe it. That's what he said. And I was like, wow. Kind of pricks my heart. You know what I mean? I'm like, Jesus, help me. God, I want to witness. I want to be that light in a dark place. I don't want to just use this thing, but consume it. I don't want to use the redemption that you gave to me just to consume all of this on myself. I want to participate in preaching the gospel of the kingdom, discipling, sending, healing, delivering. Come on. Jesus said, the works that I do, you will do. He said, if you love me, Think about this, guys. Our redemption is so good. Our promises are yes and amen. But this great gift that we have is not just for us to consume upon ourselves, but to give away freely, to share. Think about this. When we seek first the kingdom of God, we're saying, God, you are all I need. I can't live this life without you. Everything that I am, I owe to you. All that you will provide and have provided for me. I thank you for. Help me to access it. Help me to use it that will glorify you with it. Not just to use it on myself. So one day I'll just walk out of this thing because I received mine. But no, that I might share it and your goodness with all of those around me. Let your light shine in me. Is that your prayer today? Is that your hope today? I pray that it is. You know, today, if you are not where you need to be with Christ, I know today I really didn't get into a lot of teaching maybe, and I will, but I trust that the Holy Spirit has taken this word 
And I trust today that you have heard something that's going to compel you to put on the new man, put off the former conversation, put it under the blood, know you are become righteous in Christ. Now it's time to walk it, time to live it out. Know that God's going to supply when we obey the word, when we follow his ways, live according to the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. We can share. We must share this goodness and his love for he ordained it for each and every one of us. To go into the world and preach the gospel. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.